Hi, and welcome back to our broadcast. You know, I was thinking about the absolute most decision or the most important decision that we ever make, will ever make in our life. What is that? And and how do we know what is the most important decision? And of course, I believe that I found that what is the most important decision I've ever made. And if you know me, you probably know where I'm going with this. But I was looking up in uh, different statistics about important decisions that people make. And I found this study that was done. And this was um, a study done by a university, and it was done with over about 675 people. And it's the 10biggestdecisions.com is where I got this. And they listed eight categories of the biggest decision that you'll ever make or that has impacted people's lives. And then they subcategorized these into 58 different uh, subcategories out of each one of these eight categories. The number one, not the number one, but the first one is career. Two is education. Third would be family. Fourth, finances. Five, relationships. Six, relocation. Seven, self-destruction. And eight, self-development. These are the categories. Well, then they broke it down into the, the 20 most common big life decisions. And out of these people, this is what they stated. At 60% of them said the number one was start a new job or position or not, whether they chose or didn't choose, this affected their life the most. 60%. Then 59% said they got married or didn't get married. 52% pursued a degree or not. 44% to have a child or adopt a child or the decision not to. The fifth one, buy, buy a home or not, whether they did or didn't, 37%. Six, they either quit a job or didn't quit, decided not to quit or a position. And then that was 33%. Number seven, they moved to a new state or not, 30%. Eight, cho- choose where to study, 26%. Nine was get a divorce, and it goes all the way down through family, education, buy something, begin a romantic relationship or not, uh, make a decision for your child or not, start a new business or not, care for a family member or not, get treatment or medicine or not. This was the 20. And then out of these 20, they gave the what they uh, most people considered the 10 of the the biggest decisions that out of those 20 the of the the 20 most common life decisions 10 considered the biggest in their life was number 1 whether they got a divorce or not number 2 either have a child or adopt a child number 3 got married or not number 4 move to a new state number 5 make a decision for your child or not or a decision you didn't make buy a home or not, end a romantic relationship or not, other family situations, move to a new city or care for a family member or chose not to, did did not care for a family member, how that affected them. The top 10 biggest decisions of their life. Now you can see where I'm going with this, that none of these reflects a decision based on where we will spend eternity. None of these decisions were considered the top of what happens when we leave this world. We're all going to leave this world at some point. We're going to leave, whether we leave when Christ comes back and returns, whether we are here when he comes back to get us, or we are going to leave by the way of the grave. We will leave this earth at some point. Now, how we do that, I know and believe, believe and know that the most important decision that we make is based on that. 
what's gonna what difference will it make when with everything else you know i've uh, read some other statistics about people that have spent like in hospice or spent uh time with people that um that were leaving this world or on their deathbed and things that they said the regrets that they had the regrets were not I, I should have worked more. I, I wish I'd have worked harder, worked longer hours. No, it was all about what I, I, the time I didn't spend with people or or a relationship with God, or the time that I that I I could have changed something. I could have made a difference in people's lives. All of it was. It wasn't about money or position or jobs or all those things. All that didn't matter in the end. The greatest decision that you'll ever make will be based on what it does for you in your future for all of eternity. The greatest decision you will ever make has to do with where will you be when you leave this earth. When you stand before God, the decision that you made on this earth, when you stand before God, that is going to be the greatest decision you'll ever make. And the greatest decision you could ever make is based on what God has already done for you. God has already made the way. He's provided He's made provision for it, but have you decided to follow Jesus or to not follow him? You know, when Jesus talked with the disciples, he came everywhere. When he came to a disciple, he said what to him? He said, follow me, follow after me. I will show you the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Follow me. I am the, the way to eternal life through me. This is the way you're going to find eternal life. I've come to bring man back into a relationship with God. I've come to restore mankind back into a relationship with God. And through me, through Christ, is the way. And so Jesus told them, he said, follow me. Well, what is the decision that you have made? Have you decided to follow Christ? Or have you decided well, I'm not sure. And maybe, I, you know, until I'm sure. Well, if you're if you're not deciding, you've made a decision. By not choosing, you have chose. If you say, I haven't chose him yet. Well, it's not I'm choose. Thinking about choosing, didn't choose. It's you chose or you did not choose. We have two choices. Do you receive the gift that God gave? Do you receive the promise? Do you receive the way of salvation through Jesus Christ? Or have you rejected it? Or have you not made the decision? And by not making a decision, you have chosen to reject the, the path or the way that God has provided for. You have chosen to reject the gift that God gave His one and only Son. If you haven't chosen, you have chose. And it's just like, when you look at the story of Pilate, when Pilate was, when Jesus was brought before Pilate and he said, I'm not making this decision. Well, in him not making the decision, he made the decision because he turned him over to the Jews. So he didn't choose that, that Jesus was guilty, but he left it up to them. And then by leaving it up to them, he chose to make him guilty because he could have set him free, but he didn't. He chose to do what was set before him in my saying that, well, I'm not on that side or I don't, I'm not making a decision. Not making a decision is making a decision. If you, if you see something that needs to be done or someone needs to be helped and you do nothing, you've made a choice to not help. You've made a choice to step back and, and be a part of the problem, not the solution. So in choosing to follow after Christ or not, 
making a decision or not making the decision is a decision. You can say, well, I have I haven't made up my mind yet. Well, you have because you've rejected or you haven't you haven't chose to follow after him. Follow me and I will show you the way of life, Jesus said. Follow me. Jesus was gave his life for the pathway and for the the right for people to come into a relationship with God through him. And so he tells the disciples this if you look at and if you look in um, Matthew chapter 10, it sounds like it's contradictory because it's, it is uh, not bringing peace. Jesus said this in the New Living Translation, verse 34. It says, don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought that when Christ came at his birth, it said the angels were proclaiming peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Absolutely. God gave his son to bridge the gap that couldn't be bridged, to bring peace on earth. No longer God would be angry with man. But now Jesus is saying, Wait, I didn't, if you think I came to bring peace, see, the Jewish nation knew, knows that when the Messiah comes, he is known as, his name is called the Prince of Peace. And then when he comes, there'll be peace on earth. There'll be peace forever all of eternity, that he's going to restore the 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 right, the God's re- authority in the earth and restore all of these things, restore the kingdom of God. He's going to restore and bring back into the kingdom, uh, bring the kingdom of God back to earth and restore the Jewish nation. They're waiting for the Messiah to come and they know that he is going to bring peace and wipe out all their enemies. So they're looking for the Messiah, but then he's, but then he begins to tell them, Don't imagine that I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Your enemies will be right in your own household. If you love your father or mother more than you love me, you are not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of being mine. If you refuse to take up your cross and follow me, you are not worthy of being mine. If you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. And then he goes on to say the rewards, anyone that receives you receives me. Anyone who receives me receives the Father who sent me. If you receive a prophet who's who if you receive a a prophet as one who speaks for God you will be given the same reward as a prophet if you receive righteous people because of their righteousness you will be given a reward like theirs and if you even give a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers you will surely be rewarded so he's telling the disciples you I'm coming not to bring peace but division why not that he's coming to to um bring chaos or, or all this to, to the world in the sense of, uh, and we said, uh, bringing the sword and, and bringing division. It is spiritually that those that hate him are going to hate you. That there is going to be a choice that if you choose to follow God, you're not going to be accepted by everyone. There is a division because there are those that absolutely refuse to follow after Christ. They refuse to accept Christ for who he is. They absolutely will not follow after him. So in that sense, yes, there is division 
And there, you may have a friend that will absolutely reject you if you give your life to Christ. You may have someone that you're close to, the, your best friend you'll ever have in the world. And making a decision to follow Christ, they no longer have anything to do with you. Or maybe you've already faced this. You've, you've given your life to Christ and people have rejected you. Your own family have rejected you. They said, oh, now, look, you're, you know, you're, you're better than we are. A lot of people think that when you, when you give your life to Christ because you stop living your old life, when you stop living life just for yourself or just doing everything that pleases you and you begin to give up some things or you begin to stop doing things, you begin to, you begin to look at giving your life for other people, like Jesus said, to take up your cross and follow him that it's no longer about you being selfish or whatever you could get, whatever you can have, but how you can serve others. And when you begin to change like that, and you begin to make life decisions based on this, then people think, oh, you think you're better than me. No, I don't think I'm better than you. I'm just trying to follow after God. I'm trying. I'm living my life to please Him, no longer pleasing myself. So in, in, in that regard, it brings division. There's no peace there. It brings... It brings a division between two people. It could be family members. It could be a it could be a mother and a daughter, a mother and a son. It could be a father and a son, father and a daughter, brothers and sisters. That when you make a decision to follow Christ, that not everyone is going to be happy for you. Not everyone is going to say you've done the right thing. But but making a decision to follow Christ is the absolute most important thing for your life because it's the very most thing that will change you the most. Making a decision to follow Christ is what will change you absolutely the most. It will make you a better person. It will make you a person that is that is willing to, to be more like God, a person that is no longer looking at their self and now begins to look at other people's needs and begins to say, hey, what is the purpose I'm here for? What am I here to do? Who am I here to, here to help? What am I doing on this earth? And how can I... Please, my heavenly father, how can I serve the kingdom by building the kingdom and bringing people into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, helping people to get set free and delivered and healed, taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the lost, the dying and the broken. What can I do to be part of that? No longer living for myself, but living for the one who gave his life for me. The greatest decision that we'll ever make is that decision to follow after the Lord Jesus Christ to follow after the one who gave his life for us. That we are not our own. We've been bought with a price. That he died, gave his life for us so that we could live forever. And what he requires of us is to follow him, to take up our cross, to follow him, to deny ourselves. Not, not for you to go and, and, and be killed or, or, or uh, kill yourself or, or to die. As soon as you give your life to Christ, what good is that for you? No, but to take up your cross spiritually, to take up your cross and follow him, to deny yourself, to die to yourself, to die to your desires, to die to your wants and cravings and desires and things that you would want to do and turn them over to God and say, God, I no longer live for myself, but Lord, I'm, I'm living for you. That Lord, where would you want me to go? Who do you want me to reach? How do you want me to live? What do you want me to do in this life? I'm giving up my choices for you. I'm choosing to lay down my desires and, and the things that I would choose to do to follow after you. That's taking up your cross and following after him. The greatest decision you'll ever make is to give your life 
to Christ in exchange for the life that he gave for you. And what he gave, and, and you go on to and see, as he was saying that follow me, take up your cross and deny me, but here's the reward. That you anything that you do in the name of Christ will not be forgotten. Anything that you do in the name of the Lord God, anything you do to the least of these, my brethren, you will be rewarded. It will not be forgotten. God never asks of you to give everything you have and does nothing in return. He's far greater than we are. We as humans, sure, we'll we'll accept people. We'll accept people to do uh, or accept a gift from somebody or somebody to do things for us and then never have an acknowledgement to, to help them in return. We could be like that, but God is not like that. Anything that you do for the kingdom of God, God will always bless you far greater than anything you ever give up for him. That's not the reason to do it. You don't just do it so that you can see how many blessings you can get, but you do it because you love him. You do it because of the love that you have for him. And in return, what God promised you is you give your life to me and I'll give your life greater meaning and so much more and blessing than you could ever imagine. You surrender your life to God and God God doesn't ask you to, to give up yourself or to give up the things that you would want or desire and then live a life of, of that is horrid, live a life that is miserable. No, God says if you give up your desires and follow after me and give up your selfish desires, things that only please you, I promise you, you'll find more fulfillment. You'll find more happiness and fulfillment on the inside of you as you follow after me. And when as you begin to give and you begin to serve and you begin to do for others and you begin to let it flow out of you, then God begins to pour it in and let it, he begins to pour blessing on the inside of you and peace, joy and all of the the great things on the inside of you and begins to flow out of you and it begins to fill you up and fill you up and over. And then as you give it out, it becomes a life flow to you as you release and as you give and you support other people and you support other ministries and support other other endeavors and you help other people and and then God pours back into you as you begin to reach out to people and you begin to make a difference in people's lives, God begins to pour into you. And as he begins to pour it into you and back out of you, it fills you up and feeds you. It brings that fulfillment, peace and joy on the inside of you. As you begin to release, if you let it go, If you release it out of your life, God will cause the blessing to come in a greater measure to you. It won't be, it might not be that thing. It might not be the the thing that you gave away, but I guarantee you, I promise you, it'll be greater. On the inside of you, it'll be greater. Your life will be more fulfilled. And before you know it, all of a sudden things begin to fall in place. Things begin to, begin to happen for you. All of a sudden things begin to, you know, you might find yourself in a tough situation, but in, in a desperate situation or like in other countries or in some places, you might find yourself facing death. You might find yourself facing terrible situations, but you will find that in that situation, you will have a peace and a strength that you would have never had had you not followed after him, had you not been giving and, and letting that flow out of you. When you find yourself in a tough situation, when you find yourself in a place of persecution, you'll find a strength that you didn't have on your own. You'll find that God was pouring into you the whole time you was pouring out. That persecution or that problem that you're facing or the the, the situation that you're in, whether it's people are coming against you because of you made a decision to follow Christ, God will give you 
a peace that passes all understanding, that you're able to stand and be in the middle of that adversity and have the peace and the strength on the inside of you, knowing that God is your source and God is your deliverer. And it may look bad, but I, on the other side of it is victory. Even if it, even if you're, if you're, uh, even if you're give, gave your life for Christ, if you become a martyr, on the other side of that is wonderful. On the other side of that is the glorious kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, everything that you've ever could ever have dreamed or imagined beyond that. All of that is awaiting for us on the other side of that. So whatever we face in this life, nothing compares to what God has prepared for us in eternity. Whenever we leave this earth, whatever, whenever we move on, we transition. On the other side of this is nothing but blessing after blessing what He has prepared for us. For those that have made the decision to accept the price and the gift that He gave. That is the greatest decision that you'll ever make. And if you have not made that decision, if you have not chose to follow after him, if you've not given your life fully over to to God and said, God, I surrender my life. That decision that you make is the absolute number one most important decision. And you need to make it now. You can look at the what's going on in the nation of Israel. You can look at what's going on in this world. Time is running out and it's not time for you to, to keep wondering, keep hesitating, keep putting it off. Make the decision today. Lord God, I'll follow you. I will follow you with everything within me. I give you my life. If you haven't done that, I'm asking you to do that right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you to come into my life. Change me. I surrender who I am. I surrender my own decisions. I surrender my plans for yours. And Lord, I'm asking you to come into my life and change me. I'm asking you to come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Change me from the inside out. I give you my life and I put my faith and trust in you that you're the only way for salvation. You're the only way to to see the Father. And through you, I believe that you are the son of the living God, that you died on the cross for my sins, that God raised you from the dead. And I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ, you are Lord. You make that decision and I promise you, you're on, you'll from the inside out, you will be changed. A new creation, a new created being in Christ Jesus. And I pray that you make that decision today. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Give your life to Christ. Amen. God bless you.